everyone, it's Trang here, and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today, for the first episode of the year, I have Xavier Hicks with me, and Xavier is a singer, rapper, dancer, DJ, and a producer engineer. How are you doing today, Xavier? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. Thank you so much for, for coming out all this way. I know you're, you're Fort Worth based, so thank you for coming to Arlington thank to, to talk with me, of course. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started. And, um, you know, I know I already kind of listed the many hats that you wear, but can you tell us briefly in your own words about what all you do? Um, so like you said, I am a singer, rapper, I'm a dancer, DJ, producer, mm-hmm. engineer, um, um, I do a lot of other stuff. I, I, I do wear many hats. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always try to, um, you know, keep myself open to new avenues. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to stay in one box all the time. Right. Um, but I've um, um, done a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you could say in a sense, because um, I've even... Um, I mean, I put on my own shows, so mm-hmm. I guess you could say, oh, in yeah. a sense, I'm my own manager and promoter, too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that's a stressful job, but, mm-hmm. you know, but once you see it all come together, it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. I know, especially with most artists, um, you know, we kind of end up being our own everything when mm-hmm. we're first starting out, and it's like, it's it's cool because we get to learn different things, but it's at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I just, I just want to do my art. Yes. <laughs> all this business stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Um, you, you definitely have a lot that you do. How do you b- balance it all? How do you feel like you balance it all? Ooh. Well, I'm a person, um, I stay very energized. You know, mm-hmm. I, every day I wake up, it's like on go. Mm-hmm. You know, I always start the day off with, okay, I didn't finish this yesterday, so I'm gonna try to finish mm-hmm. this today. So uh, I go to work, you know, I come home, you know, probably take like a little load off. I try to nap. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes I don't nap. I mm-hmm. like to push myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, you know, find time on certain days to make music for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I record for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one day out of the week uh, that I try, I go to the dance studio. Oh. You know, I'm always, you know, rehearsing. Yeah, you know, wow. I, even when I'm not performing, I'm still rehearsing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just want to get better. That's awesome. So uh, balancing it all, you know, I just... I make myself available, but I don't overwhelm myself. So I let people okay. know, like, yeah, I got this, I got that. Mm-hmm. So this month. Oh, um, yeah. So I try to plan my months out. Like, okay, I know I have a show right here. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to this open mic. I got a DJ on that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of how I balance it out. I just kind of plan it, try to plan it a month out. Yeah. So. That is really awesome. And I noticed that too because I reached out to you about, you know, that short film that I'm planning on doing this, this year. And you were like, the first quarter is really busy, but we can definitely do something after. And I really like that because it's it's like you're, you're setting yourself up not to be burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so I actually learned something from you doing that. I was like... I should really start doing that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and to this. I mean, practice what you preach. Sometimes I still struggle with uh-huh. it because I am a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So I just love to just do it, uh-huh. even when I have the energy. So I just do it until my energy burns out. And then it's like, okay, it's two in the morning. I can go to sleep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. So what um what would you say drives you as an artist to mm. to be able to to do that to to do everything that you do? <laughs> um. 
it's just inspiration from, you know, the people that I look up to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always watching interviews of my favorite artists that I grew up with. You mm-hmm. know, I always hear about, you know, how, you know, you know, how they balance things out, how mm-hmm. they, you know, what drives them, what keeps them going. Mm-hmm. And I realize a lot of them had a lot of common commonalities with me. Like, one of the things that drives me is seeing my old stuff and I'm like it was good but it wasn't great mm. I needed it to be great mm-hmm. so that's what keeps me going because I want to keep being great so okay. even even if I look at it it's like okay I'm satisfied mm-hmm. but I look back at it I was like nope it wasn't enough um, so it's, okay. ne- it's never enough I gotcha me, so. <laughs> yeah I gotcha and that's actually really cool so what basically what you're saying is what drives you as an artist is to be better than you were back then mm-hmm. just to kind of keep pushing yourself basically Ooh. yeah what would you say is your first memory of being an artist? Ooh, first memory. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, I would say, okay, I, I got one. Um, actually, let me ask you this before mm-hmm. you do that. Um, how old were you when you first like did something artistic or, you know? I was about, um, Honestly, 11. Wow. Because I, at that time, I got into piano lessons. Oh, cool. And I learned the basics, you know, of piano. And um, financial stuff happened in the family. My mom couldn't afford to take mm. me back to uh, piano lessons. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. yeah. But the much that I've learned, I learned to play by ear. Okay. So when I started to understand chord progressions and chords, mm-hmm. I started making my own songs. Mm-hmm. And then um, my favorite memory um, is when fast forwarding to when I was about 15 or 16. And um, I, it's, it's my song called Girl Be Minus on the, my second album, The Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually made that, made the song in, high school oh wow yeah so the original version was very like smooth poppy jazz like r&b type fish mm-hmm. so um when i finally my um one of my one of my friends um uh c chris my boy chase shout out to him i always gonna give him his flowers <laughs> he taught me um about production so i learned to make beats and everything through him mm-hmm. when i was doing everything on a keyboard so i didn't have softwares i didn't have none of those things mm-hmm. until i was about 18 19 mm-hmm. so um when i got better at it um i went revisit that same song and i said I like it, but let me see if I can make it into like a '90s uh, boom baps R&B feel, mm-hmm. and that's the one you hear today. Okay, so, nice. wow. So you went back and you revamped the song. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't have words to it. Oh, okay. so I just I just had the the melody, the dun wow. dun dun, and that mm-hmm. was all that was going through my mm-hmm. head. So I was like, I need to make this. So, and then eventually later on, I wrote I wrote the song. So okay, nice. So, what was the year, like, the the gap? How how many years was it in between when you revamped it? Um, ooh. Probably about three to four years. Oh, okay. So, yeah, about three to, yeah, yeah. Because I was about 19 okay. and I was 14, 15. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, were, were there any challenges that you faced, you know, as an artist? 
And and can you kind of elaborate on on any if you did have any challenges? I did have a lot of challenges and still facing them to this mm-hmm. day. <laughs> um, one of the challenges were um, um, I faced uh, was you know there was a point in time where you know I, I had people in my corner and mm-hmm. but nobody was as serious as I was mm. so it was slowing me down so gotcha. there, there were a lot of music videos a lot of promos a lot of different stuff that I wrote down that never got done Oh, and I had to just leave them where they were mm. and it's like no offense but right, right. I gotta elevate if you're not trying to move with me yeah, you know and that, was, that was one of the challenges another challenge was like going to some of these um performances and you got people promoters who um you know they always say you know we're looking for artists and da 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 but they don't ever elaborate on the kind of artists they're looking okay. for so it's like you're throwing a hip-hop event and you're saying we're looking for all artists mm-hmm. but that don't make sense because yeah, if yeah, i come yeah. in and do some neo soul right now i don't brought the whole Lit, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it don't that don't make sense. I got you. So yeah. um I it was a lot of just feeling so out of place. Okay. So I didn't like that feeling. So it was like like people were telling me, Yeah, come perform. It's like, no. Because it didn't fit like It your, didn't fit what your, I was doing. And I said, if you're gonna do an R and B and hip hop event, mm-hmm. I will definitely come. Because mm-hmm. now you're incorporating but you know, hip hop's the number one rap is the number one genre in the world mm-hmm. right now. Totally oh, totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna do that particular event, make sure you do it for that. Yeah, I so gotcha. uh, like so kind of specify specify. Mm-hmm. So and then it was it was a lot of that. And then when I was going through that, um, people were you know putting me dead last. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, we're gonna put you last because you know you know you R and B. So we gonna mm-hmm. let you end the show. I said, oh, you gonna let me end the show out with eight six people in the okay cool they came to see me anyway so it's fine mm-hmm. i wanted to engage in new crowds mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you want to put me towards the end that's fine mm-hmm. so that was one of the challenges i faced so it drove me uh in 2020 what well, learning in 2020 going into 2021 oh, wow. to make my own shows oh, okay. and i was making my own money from that mm-hmm. and doing my own thing mm-hmm. and bringing other artists that i know nice. into new platforms mm-hmm. so if there was never no if you go to an xavier hit show there was never no oh he's only doing r&b no i mm-hmm. have some hip-hop artists there i may have a rock artist there mm-hmm. i just love music mm-hmm. so yeah nice okay so were there um because i know you you spoke on the challenges just now what um what sort of you know, did you deal with any negativity or lack of support uh, when you were first starting your journey? I did, yeah. Um, and it was a lot of negativity. Um, I never let it get to me because I just kept pushing myself. Mm-hmm. And as far as the lack of support, um, there were there were a lot of artists who um, who I used to go and see perform. Mm-hmm buy tickets, buy their merch, do mm-hmm. all these different things because mm-hmm. I support artists. Mm-hmm. When it was my turn, I never got that same mm. love back. I gotcha. So it was like, you know, I would share your stuff mm-hmm. and I would do that. Now, me sharing now, and this is just me being honest, if I can be honest. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes there's, art, there's artists who will you know, do a song and I'm not, not saying it's trash, it's just not my 
cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I still share it because somebody mm-hmm. on my feed may actually like it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I share somebody's music, somebody do go to it. Mm-hmm. So I do that because I believe in you as an artist. Mm-hmm. I res- we're artists. I respect you as an mm-hmm. artist. Even mm-hmm. if I don't agree with the type of music you make, mm-hmm. I'm going to... You're an artist like me. Right. So... So when I wasn't getting that love back, I slowly just said, you know what? I'm not going to get that love back. Yeah. So I'm just going to let you be you and I'm going to be me. Right, right. And so sometimes some of them still was coming my inbox and say, hey, can you post this, share this, da, da, da. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. I just dropped the music, the three-part music video the yeah. other day and you didn't share. So yeah, it's fine. You know? I, I completely understand that. And Luckily, you know, the um, because I know you're more Fort Worth based, so I don't mm-hmm. know the scene there, but I, I know for sure the Arlington scene, like a lot of it's very, very supportive. Um, so I've I've seen it like here and there, but it's very rare. Mm-hmm. But what, um, I guess just to kind of open up the dialogue on that, what do you think that is? Like, why do you think people are so apt to being like, hey, can you share this without you know doing the same? Why do you think people feel like that? that they I can think, do that? I can't speak for everybody, uh-huh. but, but for me, I think. My opinion is everybody wants to be the the hometown hero. Mm. Everybody wants to be the the top guy or the top girl right, or the top okay. person. Mm-hmm. They want to be on top, so they feel like if I support you, I'm bringing myself down. Oh, it's like no, if we go up together, right? That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, exactly. It's like yes, we have different audiences, of course, mm-hmm. that's obvious, but we can come up together. Yes, and everybody can look back and say. They made it together. They did that together. Yeah. But everybody wants to be mm-hmm. the top. Mm-hmm. And especially, especially in Fort Worth, it's so, so many egos. Really? Okay. So much of it. So, um, I can honestly say me and a few others, uh, I got a long list of others. <laughs> not, not, not a negative thing. Probably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. So I got a list of that too. I was like, a black list? What? <laughs> nah, I got that too, but we ain't, we ain't gonna leave, gonna leave that out. But, <laughs> but, um... No, but people who actually do support other artists, mm-hmm. and they and they do that because it's like we, we make it together. Mm-hmm. You know, people will look back and like when you take pictures at these functions with artists. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, we're all winning Grammys right, on the right. Billboard or touring. Mm-hmm. Then people will look back at that picture five years ago and say, "This picture is legendary." Mm-hmm. It is because yeah. look where we are now. Right. Right. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. And I get it. You know, you want to look out for you, which I totally get it. But, you know, sometimes another artist may have some knowledge on something that you don't know. Yes, and, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that could be the reason why you're stuck where you're at. Mm-hmm. So if we all work together. Mm-hmm. And, you, share and share our knowledge and, and experience. Yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. But it's everybody think they got it figured out. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. That's. That's something I noticed, like I, I said, I, I mentioned, you know, here and there, but I never under understood, like, the, the thought process behind that. Because I'm the type, just like yourself, where it's like, if we all support each other, then someone's going to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a higher chance of someone making it than if you're just, you know, looking out for yourself. Exactly. So, at what point um, did you realize you were growing in your career? Because I know you, um, you know, you like to look back and reflect mm-hmm. and, and, and see, see your growth, but... What was the the turning point where you were like, man, I really did that? I want to say twenty the end of twenty nineteen. I had um, released a um, EP called The Inexperience, and I'll be honest, <laughs> I didn't want to release an EP that year because <laughs> there was still a lot of stuff from my 
other project that I didn't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. But at that point, everybody not only knew I could sing, they knew I could rap. So everybody's okay. like, can I see some more rap? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll do an EP of me singing and rapping. You mm-hmm. all get the best of both mm-hmm. worlds. And I would honestly say, after dropping that EP, I um, started getting more performing opportunities oh. to the point where I started getting booked and I didn't have time to really market it the way I did. Mm-hmm. I let the... Um, the performing do that for mm-hmm. me you know me going out talking and everything so nice. so looking back at it, i still should have promoted it but you know me i didn't wasn't thinking it. Mm-hmm. You know, i was young but yeah that's when i realized like it's happening mm-hmm. it's just happening that's awesome. so you said about 2019 it was yeah definitely 2019 nice. yeah so when that the end of that year you know i was at um i was at an open mic and they asked us what are we grateful for mm-hmm. you know for 2019 i said for growth so 2019 was a year of growth nice. and that's probably a year I can look back to and say Aww. I did that. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so you said 2019, you reflected. How long have you been in the scene or when did you start performing? I started performing um, uh, when I released my very first project in 2017. I didn't do a lot of performing. Okay. But um, So you're pretty you're actually very new to kind of performing pretty much yeah so uh so really about 2017 Mm -hmm. the end of 2017 beginning 2018 that's when i started doing a little bit more performing i didn't Mm -hmm. do a lot and then when i released my second album um that's when i said okay i need to perform so i started Mm -hmm. going to open mics researching open mics Mm -hmm. shout out to the book uh doc bookshop yes yes that's the spot there that is the spot really yeah that was where i first um started doing spoken word too Mm -hmm. yeah that's for me and uh me and ash uh ash jiffy so we started going Uh there together so but um but yeah so um i started performing more at open mics and Mm then um um kept performing and then you know i had to um had to kind of change my performance uh you know introduction because i didn't start off dancing on stage mm-hmm. um i was just you know singing all right dj next track mm-hmm. sing song all right dj next track yeah. to the point where i said i'm tired <laughs> of talking to the dj i need to just do a full concert so <laughs> so i would say at the beginning of 2019 uh, I did my last performance like that. Okay. And I said, I'm going to take this time to add dancing to my set. I need to figure out how to how to make a, a show mm-hmm. and not just a regular talking. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, you know so I, want, I wanted to change it up a little uh-huh. bit. So I started studying again, you know, my, the people that I look up to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay transitions okay there we go mm. okay this could be a dancing song i can do this mm. i can do that so i was constantly in the wow. dancing studio i was constantly mm. in the studio practicing performing like okay how do i perform this song mm. how you know so um so yeah and then i said my first my first uh con- second concert of 2019 was in this uh was uh yeah was january i think of 2019? I think January 2019 or... Uh, no, no, no. It was my second one. It was the summer. I performed at the Ridgely Theater. Mm. I remember. And um, that's when I first did dancing. 
in, okay. in anything. Like, ever? ever? I was gonna ask you, like, how long you been dancing, but that was the first time? Yeah. I've been dancing since I was a little kid. Oh, okay, okay. So, the, oh, so you have been dancing for I've been dancing for a okay. long time. Okay, I was like, so you just started, like, two years yeah, ago? Yeah, no, no. Okay. I, <laughs> we can get to that one a little bit, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, but adding dancing to my uh, yeah. stage mm-hmm. performance was 2019 yeah. so cool. and i'll be honest i was nervous i was like oh. ooh, i don't know how people are gonna proceed this i don't mm-hmm. know what they're thinking it's I'm, different it's very different and yeah. we'll talk more about that with the performance yeah. aspect um here in a second but i, I want to definitely touch on more about that of course. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it um so what um what do you think makes you unique from other artists um i would say um the things I talk about in my music, um, I, sometimes I touch I touch on a lot about, you know, male heartbreaks, mm-hmm. you know, believe it or not, male, men get their heartbreaks too, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so I touch on that. Um, I kind of speak on things of how I felt about uh, my experiences with other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, putting that into show. So mm-hmm. if you put all that together, I mean, I think that's what makes me pretty much unique. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, yeah, you're like a triple, quadruple, you know, whatever threat. Like mm-hmm. you, you definitely put a lot into your performances. What um what goals do you have for for yourself as an artist for the next five years? Next five years, I hope to have a bigger fan base. Hope mm-hmm. to be um, touring, mm-hmm. doing collabs with. Um, famous people mm-hmm. you know um yeah that's that's the goal for the next five yeah. years yeah those are great goals and definitely achievable especially with seeing how far you've grown since you started performing in 2017 so definitely achievable i want to touch on your projects your first three projects i know you kind of mentioned a little bit about um a couple of them but mm-hmm. can you tell us about about your projects so yeah so the first one was called um what am i and I originally released that on um, SoundCloud at the time. I didn't know about, you know, the distribution then. Mm. Uh, that one was more of an introduction to Xavier Hicks. Mm. So it's like, you know, I got I had a, a songs of of different type different types of R and B styles on it. When I go back and look at it, some of it was R and B pop, some of it was just straight R and B, some was R and B soul, some was R and B soul with a hint of rock elements in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I did that until years later. I said, Huh, that has some rock elements. Mm-hmm. So it was very, you know, very different and um uh I'm very proud of that because the last song on that album I was in the studio till about seven in the morning Jeez. and the reason why is because i lost the lyrics oh my gosh so you had to like make like remember mm-hmm. off, off the top of your head or try to recreate them i had to recreate wow. it because i had i remember the chorus yeah and like two lines of the first uh-huh. verse and everything <laughs> else i was like i don't know what i'm doing yeah so i said you know what i'm gonna be here until oh it's my done gosh. <laughs> so yeah and then uh the second project the experience uh i'm probably um oh that one was a journey, um, and that one has 17 songs on there. I didn't even re- realize I did that. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that was supposed to be 17 songs. Mm-hmm. So somebody said, how many songs are you on there? I was like, uh, oh my God, it's 17. I didn't, and I said, well, it's, I'm doing it, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? And so that one, you know, I showed a little bit more 
a little bit more of a hip hop side. Mm-hmm. I show more of the pop side, mm-hmm. a different variations of R and B. I had a I had a rock song on there too. Uh, this is uh, this is what what am I? Uh, the, experience, the experience. Oh, the experience. second one. Yeah, second one. The experience. Uh, so yeah, um, has has some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I had eight songs on that one? Mm-hmm. I believe um, the experience. Um, so. Um, I threw in threw in some rap in it mm-hmm. in one of my songs, and some people were like, "I didn't know you could rap." I said, "I didn't know either." <laughs> <laughs> and when I and that particular song is called uh, "This New Love." Oh, okay. And um, I was listening to um, was it "Go Off"? Mm-hmm. I was listening to that this morning, and I was like, "Man, he can really rap." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's leading to the end experience. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when I did go off, um, that's literally what I was doing was mm-hmm. going on because there was a lot that I had dealt with with uh, people mm-hmm. people who um, didn't support me or people who just you know who I thought was you know in my corner but really wasn't mm-hmm. and so you know and so I had to l- just kind of let them know like you know you can say what you want you can leave my side but I'm gonna make it to the top one way or another because mm-hmm. I am I am that guy, but it wasn't in a sense not to contradict what I said earlier, but it was just more of a um a um affirmation for myself mm-hmm. for my myself like you are more than what they didn't see mm-hmm. so um so yeah, um yeah, so the end experience uh i that project um was pretty. That one was a was a journey too you know I, I did things a little bit differently with my sound, but mm-hmm. um. I loved it because it was so different, but mm-hmm. it's so freely. So, mm-hmm. and that one was an EP, right? That one was an EP. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. What What did those projects mean to you? How, like, what was the concept behind it, and you know, how, like, was there was there a theme in each one? In a sense, yeah. Uh, what am I? You know, like I said, it was an introduction of myself, mm-hmm. um, kind of. Uh, saying like I'm new to the game Mm -hmm. so uh, here I am Mm -hmm. the experience was more of and it's it's, it's a a two sided thing Um, the experience was more so like uh, I'm experiencing different music sounds Mm -hmm. so which I did and it's also by experience in life when it came to um, excuse me sorry when it came to like love Mm -hmm. heartbreaks or Mm You know, people just, you know, talking about me. Like, my song um, on the album called uh, Being Me, you know, that was, uh, that that came from a place of where I was, you know, verbally bullied as a kid. Oh. So, I was I was always a different, I was an odd kid. Mm-hmm. So, nobody understood me. Mm-hmm. So, when I made that song, it's like, I'm me. Mm-hmm. Accept it or not, nice. I'm still gonna go. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, that one... Um, that one was more of like ex- experiment, experiencing a new another side of me, and you're hearing about my my experiences with life or somebody else's story. Sometimes I write songs about somebody else's gotcha. story, yeah. And um, and then experiencing a new sound you didn't think I could do. Mm, okay. So, and then the inexperience <laughs> that one is this wordplay. So um, mm-hmm. that one was more like. 
I'm new to hip hop, to the hip hop part of rap. Uh, everybody wants to hear me rap, so I'm inexperienced in that. Oh. And I'm also inexperienced. You're, like you're in, is was it anything with like in, like I N or, or no? Yeah, like in, yeah, like so inexperienced. Like I'm new to it. Like I'm not, right, right, I'm not like you know, yeah. yeah. So I'm not experienced in it. So uh, so some of the new sounds I had on there, I was like, ooh, could I really write to this? And then when I finally found the mental to sit down and say. I can do this. Mm-hmm. So the end experience was more of a challenge because it was something new. Do a singing and a rapping mm-hmm. project. And it's like, I'm inexperienced in mm-hmm. that. I don't know if I can do it, mm-hmm. but I did. So that's where the inspiration came gotcha. in. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I want to touch on a comment you made. Um, you said that like, um, you know, you were bullied for being different. When do you feel like you really felt comfortable in your own skin? And you're like, this really is me. Was it from that album? specifically or was it you know earlier on in your career um well first you know to feel comfortable in your own skin you know i had to separate myself the artist part of me and the self part of me mm-hmm. so the self part of me had to be comfortable in his skin mm-hmm. and then when i got into the artist part it's like well are you comfortable with mm-hmm. it and i questioned a lot of stuff okay so it was like i don't know so, um, so it was like, um, when I did, I remember when people told me when I did, what am I alive and said, you holding back. Mm-hmm. Like I expected more. I love the project, mm-hmm. but you were holding back. Wow. So when I did the experience, then I got, you know, messages like that's it right there. Oh. It's like now I said, okay, that's cool. Me. So mm-hmm. the experience, I will say that was the album where I said, you know, F everybody mm-hmm. what they feel. And then mm-hmm. boom, the song "Being Me" is how I got inspired to write it, mm-hmm. and it was a fun song. I had fun with it. It mm-hmm. was I, I wasn't hip to that to the rap singing <laughs> thing at the time, but uh-huh. I said, but I said, nah, let me try it. Let me yeah. do it my way. I'm not gonna do it like how the, you know everybody yeah. in the industry do. I'm gonna do it my way, and I like this. So, um, nice. so yeah, I would say that period of times when I mm-hmm. felt a lot more comfortable, okay. both myself and the artist mm-hmm. side. So yeah, nice, nice. Can you share with us um, some of your favorite? favorite uh, moments from the process that went into creating you know your projects hmm. so the first one you know like i said uh i have a song called um on what am i called thoughts mm-hmm. and that's the one i lost the lyrics to oh. <laughs> <laughs> definitely very memorable yeah i mean i was in the studio from 10 a.m to 7 uh-huh. and then when i got done i said okay now it's time to mix and i said nope i gotta go to sleep i can't do it i don't have the mental to hear it because mm-hmm. it's like i was hearing myself all night so but i love how it came out i spent so much time with that song i said i don't care how long it takes i'm gonna do a music video to mm-hmm. this song and mm-hmm. eventually i did nice so, um, uh, that, so that was one of my favorite memories of that project. Um, and uh, the experience, um, I, um, I have memories of that one. I have quite a few of them. I will say, um, when I did the remix to Girl Be Mine, I had a uh, shout out to uh, <laughs> my boy Free, uh, MK, and Easy Notorious. I love that song. Yeah. That was a really good remix. Yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, most people don't know when I wrote that. When I uh-huh. rewrote the song, I also wrote the remix on top of oh. it. So, so it was like I gotta, I gotta do it. Yeah, because I was listening to the um, your your music, and I, that song came up, and I was like, I had to look, and I was like, is this still Xavier Hicks right now? It was. I really loved it. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So that was my favorite memory because um, everybody that hopped on that um, track um, on that one. 
you know, when I told them, you know, okay, this is what I'm going for. I'm mm-hmm. going for this. I'm going for that. So I need y'all to bring that that feel, mm-hmm. but also keep it modern. So mm-hmm. they were like, I got you. So of course, MK starts it out first, and you know, um, but I had to do. I had to listen to everybody's rap and decide. Okay, who's gonna go first? Oh, okay. So when we when I listened to everybody's rap, I said, Okay, MK, you're gonna go first because you're kind of giving it that L Cool J. I need love mm-hmm. swag. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I need. I need, I, 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 I like to start off. And then my boy Mike, aka Easy Notorious, he came in with the with the uh, Notorious B.I.G. flow, but he had his own swagger with it mm. and his own lyrics lyrics in it, and it was so it was like, there we go, I like it. And then my boy Free came in, um, and he was new to that type of sound of rap, but he was like, I'm down to do it. Mm-hmm. So when he came in, you know, his lyrics were modern, but the the flow he was on, it was like. This is it. Mm. So it's like, I love the fact everybody was able to, in retrospect, everybody understood the assignment. Mm. So, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably my favorite memory of that album. And then uh, the inexperience, my favorite memory of that one was, um, was recording my uh, the song Sapiosexual mm. because writing it was different. I had to um, do more research on sapiosexual. I had to talk to people who felt like, you know, like, how do you feel about a person that's sapiosexual? How do you feel? So I had to research before I could write it. Mm-hmm. And researching it made me realize more more about myself. Like, mm-hmm. I am a sapiosexual. Like, yeah, I can look at a woman's body and, you know, but conversation. Mm-hmm. If you can stimulate my mind, everything else will flow, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, recording that one... Um, it was wasn't really a vocal challenge because I challenged myself to do something different. Mm-hmm. So I that's my favorite one because I did something vocally different. I did a different style, and so that right there made me decide each album I'm gonna do, each project or each song I do, do a different vocal style. Mm-hmm. So um, each of them, I learned something different about myself as an artist. Nice, so nice. that's why I'm able to try to get better, get better mm-hmm. at what I do. So nice. yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What uh what things did you learn from each project? I um you know to be better than the le- next one. Okay. It's like, yeah. you know, um you know like I had to I've always listened to everybody know I'm a Michael Jackson and a Prince fan. Mm. You know, I can't choose between the two so <laughs> I can never try to love both of them. But I've listened to all their albums and the Prince has the most catalog out of probably anybody. But I've listened to the bodies of works in each one and how they, um, how they, I had to get in their mind to think like, okay, how, what was he doing with this album that he didn't do in that album? Mm-hmm. Or maybe he wanted to do it, but he felt like it didn't fit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I had to, I do a lot of learning from past artists. Mm-hmm. So I kind of apply it to myself. So it's like, okay, um, I did this. I can't do that no more on this project. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did that. Let's take a little bit of that and move it into the project. And let's take a little bit of the old and move into it. And then let's take something new mm-hmm. and make it what it is. So mm-hmm. uh, each project has that. So some okay. of, some of us, some of the elements on the inexperience has uh, some elements of my of what am I in there. Okay. So yeah. So it's kind of like going to back to my roots a little bit, uh-huh. but trying something new. Yeah. So nice, yeah. Nice. 
which project is your favorite? Ooh, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> that is so hard. Uh, ooh. Mm. I know, that's a... That is a hard, hard one. one. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere between the experience and the inexperience. But... If I had to, honestly, I was, I would say this. If I had to choose, it would probably be the experience. And the reason why is because um, it's just that the things I did in that album, mm -hmm. I just didn't think I could do it. Wow. So, and it's a classic album. Like, uh -huh. people will come to me and, and say, 17 like... 17 tracks. 17 <laughs> tracks. So, it's like, I don't know if everybody going to listen to this, but, you know, but turns out everybody did because mm -hmm. when I saw the top 10 most listened songs on the project, uh -huh. people were listening like, to the songs like number 13, number 14. Oh, I was wow. like, oh, so y'all were listening yeah. to it. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, I, and, of course, it was the way I promoted it, too. So, that's what made people go to the album and listen you know some people were shocked you did a reggae song i said yeah it was it was a challenge mm -hmm. i had to spend four days listening to reggae wow. music and learning the styles that's so cool so you do like kind of method singing mm -hmm. there you sense. go is that yeah. a, is that a thing is that a real thing in, in or a, did i just coin it just now not, no <laughs> in, a, in a sense that it, it is a real thing okay, okay. but um there's a different term for it, I think, but I don't know what the actual term, but uh, uh -huh. that is this That is a thing. It is wow. a thing. How so, because, you know, when you, when you do different songs that have a different feel to it, you know, like uh, if you listen to Beyonce's uh, The Guilt album when she did the uh, soundtrack to The Lion King, okay. I don't know if you've heard it, but some of the uh, Afro songs she did mm -hmm. in there, she kind of changed her. Oh, how she sang. How she sang and spoke. And spoke. Oh, okay. So, I gotcha. um,. So it's it's almost like you're like it's like if I'm if I'm gonna do this type of song, I gotta study mm. how to do. I, I can't just go in there with my regular schmegler to sell. Right, right. You, you so know. you're kind of just embodying the essence of what that genre and and the music is and what it consists of. Mm. So it's like you know, it's like how can I say this? Give an example. Um, it's like. Mm, I think of somebody. Uh, I use Gideon, uh, R&B artist of today. It's like him doing a um, a rock song. We don't know if he can do it, but just hearing it out loud, it's like, I don't know if he can do it. So, wait, let me ask you this real mm -hmm. quick. So, when Nelly did, like, country music or when Lil Wayne did, like, rock music, they kind of went through that process, you think? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and it's interesting you brought Lil Wayne with his rock because I think... Uh, one of the things that was one of the things I actually he, really like that song people were hating on him but yeah, I love that song yeah that was so good yeah when he, when he did Prom Queen and he did that was the other song he did it uh, was um Let It Let It Ride I thought yeah Let, let It Rock Let, let it, rock. it Rock yeah it's with him and uh, Kevin Rudolph that was a really good song yeah so <laughs> you can tell that, and Lil Wayne people don't know Lil Wayne is really an artist he's he takes He's time a, and, uh, an amazing lyricist yes yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. don't think nobody can go up against him in the verses but another story for another time yeah. but <laughs> but um yeah so you can tell like they when they transition into that they stay at the study it's like i can't just go in there just doing any regular mm -hmm. country i gotta know how to come in you know mm -hmm. you know and i'm pretty sure um um even Lil Nas is when he did um Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, I don't know if that's his roots. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But he did it so well. He did. He you, really he, did. He, he probably would have fooled us in thinking he grew up on the countryside right. when he probably did. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know where he's from. But he really did. He embodied country. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yes. He did. He's a great artist, too. Mm -hmm. Love him. 
So uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you which which album you're or which project you're most proud of, but I I think I I already know the experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I, I take that back. I'm most proud of the inexperience. Oh, okay. And the reason why is because um, I think I gave a better vocal performance on that one than I did mm. in the experience. Wow. Not saying that I was, you know, I was. It was bad. It's mm. just I think I gave more of I my gotcha. of myself than I did in that one. Because some songs I gave myself, mm-hmm. but that one, it was more intimate, so you could really feel what I was saying, mm-hmm. along with the rap on the side. Gotcha. So, okay. I, so, and I'm most proud of that one because it led me to more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Let's talk about kind of your, your main genre, which mm-hmm. is R&B. I want to hear your thoughts on that specific genre. Like, how did you get into it? And, you know, what um, what really resonated with you of, the, of that genre? Well, I grew up in a, um, what was what you would call a uh, juke joint environment, which today we would call it a kickback. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I used to go to my grandparents' house and they would, everybody would be in the room, you know, playing dominoes, smoking, you know, no, <laughs> no kids allowed. Mm-hmm. But my grandpa was a DJ back in his day. Okay. So he would have vinyl records just playing music from like the 50s mm-hmm. until whatever that time period was. So. Okay. I've always heard R&B music, and it resonated with me. I, I just I love the smoothness, the feel, you know, the lyrics of them. Like it made you feel like you love someone, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, R&B had a lot of range back then at times. So he. <laughs> what uh, what uh, era of R&B were you listening to, or what were they listening? To? Um, they were listening. You know, like I said, uh, anything from fifties to the at that time to what it was so I was about three or four so from anything from the 50s late 50s until about 1999 oh okay but my now my favorite era of R&B that I used to love to hear them play was the New Jack Swing era which is like from 1987 until about 1993 okay because at that point you're merging hip hop and R&B together so now you're challenging R&B artists to do a full R&B song on a hip hop cadence song. Oh. And and then the music sounds at that time was just, it was so different cuz everybody was going from um from being um very very hands-on to the analog time. And some some parts got a little digital too. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that you can feel the change in that. Mm-hmm. So like you could tell like even people like, you know, Michael and Prince had to adapt to that and they did it so well mm-hmm. that's why they that's why they were who they were mm-hmm. so uh yeah that that era it just it had a great feel okay and and so who who would you say then are some of your your favorite r&b artists mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i'm gonna give you my i'm gonna give you my top top five okay um michael jackson prince this is a no order just want to go on record on that michael jackson prince usher Chris Brown and Beyonce. Mm. So mm-hmm. I had a crush on Beyonce. So uh. you know, you crush on somebody, you gotta support them. Right, you know, right. so and I, I, you know, I followed her. So um, yeah, they were they were my favorite. And then if I'm gonna add in my top ten, um, then we'll add T Pain and um, I'm kind of scared to say his name, but I'm gonna say it. Don't kill me. Don't cancel me. R Kelly. <gasps> Don't cancel me. I'm gonna fast forward. Don't cancel me. He 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 gave us good art. I'm sorry. I'm a person. I separate the art from the from the person. So um, 
After that, you got um, Pleasure P, who was part of Pretty Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Definitely Omarion. That was my era. It was, you know, Pretty Ricky, Omarion. That was my favorite mm-hmm. era of R&B. Yeah, so... Even me- Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was the era back then. So, um, yeah, like, uh, me and my brothers, we were fans of uh, B2K. So, mm-hmm. we, we loved everything <laughs> about them. So, um, I think that's 10 of them, I, think, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah. Th- those are my favorite. If that's not 10, that everybody should know. That's, you know, mm-hmm. those are my favorite R&B and and so then what's your favorite r&b song don't do that to me <laughs> don't do that to me oh i have a lot of them. or i guess which one um you know is something that you always you know there's that one song where it takes you back to a certain time and place or whatever what what r&b song really just gets you back to to a moment a certain moment you know what i do have one mm-hmm. can you stand the rain by new edition okay and my mother used to play New Edition a lot oh. coming up. So, you know, when your parents play old music, it feels new to you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, like, um, I've, I've always loved New Edition, and that was my favorite song. And so anytime I listen to a New Edition song, if I go back to my childhood, those mm-hmm. are my happier, you know, times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm unhappy now, mm-hmm. but those are like my, that's my safe safe place right so yeah i would say can you stand around my new okay. edition yeah it just kind of takes you back to that, it, that yeah life. yeah so with you having been um you know exposed to r&b at such a young age and you see you've heard such a wide range of r&b mm-hmm. in what ways have you seen the industry or a genre change over the years Ooh. well when it comes to r&b now and I remember I asked this question on um, on Facebook one time. I asked people, do you think R&B is dead or do you think it's unappreciated? Some people said it was dead. Some people said, you know, yeah, no, it's not dead. R&B never died. Some people said, no, it's appreciated. Some people said it wasn't unappreciated. After hearing everybody's take on it, it made me realize what, what the actual problem is. And I think... Um, with the industry changing within the genre, it's everything with R&B. It's kind of like R&B backdoor trap hip hop, mm. and sometimes it's hard to tell if a song is like, is it R&B or is it rap? I gotcha. You know, so yeah. it's so it's like, you know, and R&B. I mean, it's rhythm and blues. So when mm. you dissect that, mm. you know, it derives from the genre of blues. Mm. So you, you're talking about. You know, blues don't always have to be a sad thing. It could be a happy thing, too. So, mm-hmm. um, some people don't really know that. But, um, you you know, you're talking about, you know, how it made you feel when you love someone. Mm-hmm. Or if you got a song, you know, uh, a side chick anthem song or a side, <laughs> a side dude's anthem song. So, it's like, those songs, it's like, you know what it was about, but it's still, it was still good. <laughs> It, it was still the production, how uh-huh. it made you feel. I mean, I hope it, didn't, you know, encouraged people to go out and cheat. Right. I hope not. Right. But but the songs that made people feel a type, feel mm-hmm. a certain way, you know, people secretly miss that. Mm-hmm. And with, um, I think the problem is like, as the R and B artists today don't support. They don't stand behind the movement of R and B. Oh, okay. And because of that, like the change and growth. Yes, okay. and so and and even 
you know, mentoring or telling people like, hey, so-and-so just dropped the, uh, an album. Go check it out. You know, mm-hmm. like we still need that mm-hmm. because you're introducing the new people uh, like somebody like um, should I give his name. Um, uh, Kenny Lattimore, great R&B artist. Um, um, he can still make good R&B music. But if somebody don't say, hey, Kenny Lattimore just dropped an amazing project, amazing R&B song. Nobody's gonna go and go and see it mm-hmm. because again, every, the industry now everybody wants to be top. Mm-hmm. So because the industry painted that picture, mm-hmm. it's went down to us as the locals. Mm-hmm. So now it's like now I gotta get to the top. Forget that mm-hmm. nobody supports no more. Mm, gotcha. So um, and with the lack of with the lack of support and the lack of appreciation, the appreciation goes down. Mm-hmm. So so the people that say no. R&B is still appreciated it maybe to you mm-hmm. but as a collective as a whole in a society mm-hmm. it's not okay. if you see what's on the R&B charts right now mm-hmm. it's like would you agree with it okay what do you mean like like the certain artists that are considered R&B yeah or? certain artists consider R&B okay. but they're on the hip hop spectrum oh okay I understand yeah. yeah there was actually um I think the first time where I've actually even asked um another artist this because he Justin King he's a rapper and a singer and I was like rap has become kind of more sing-songy so then is it considered R&B like because it's singing you mm-hmm. know what I mean like there's that and, and I think the first time I heard something where I was like is this R&B was was probably Frank Ocean mm-hmm. thinking about you where it was kind of teetering on yeah on something like mm-hmm. it was different so you're saying that it's the R&B, like, the, how, how, like the, the roots of it is not as appreciated? Is it's, that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. it, it's not. So if if you're going to, so it's like, if you're going to move, if, if the art, I, I love the involvement in it. Like, mm-hmm. every, like, I love the involvement in it. But if it's going to evolve, don't forget where it came from. Mm, okay. And I think we forgot where it came from. Gotcha. Okay. And if. If, if there's no type of mentoring or no, no type of lessons in it, mm-hmm. then, you know, and it, it goes even back to performing, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, real R&B singers, you know, and this is not to, you know, trash nobody or nothing. You know, I don't, you know, trash nobody's art. Your art is your art, mm-hmm. you know, kudos. But, you know, to be able to sing R and B, you gotta remember you have to perform. People mm-hmm. want to hear the raw vocals. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so when you go and you're, you know, singing with the backtracking, but I hear, but I hear you doing your other runs. I can, I can barely hear you. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to be able to see your performance and feel you. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that happening so much. Mm-hmm. You know, people are gravitating to it. And again, like I said, if, if you're comfortable with that, you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But don't say, don't get a big head and say, oh, I'm the I'm the king of r and I'm this, that. But you can't sing a decent song mm-hmm. without the backtracking. Mm-hmm. No shade. I got you. <laughs> I love that little bit. <laughs> Let's take a, a real quick break here, um, Xavier, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some upcoming projects you potentially have. Ooh, yeah, okay. so be right back, y'all.
All right, everyone, it's Trang here again with Tape This Podcast, and I have Xavier Hicks with me. We were just talking about his um, some of his uh, his thoughts on R&B, and we were going to jump into upcoming projects. So, um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and dive in with that. Uh, Xavier, when do you think you'll release a, like a maybe a R&B slash hip-hop album? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... All that talk about rap. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I do plan on releasing new music. Uh, right now, I'm kind of focusing on doing writing uh, music videos, but um, um, I am going to release. Uh, we're gonna say nothing, but I was, guess I'll say it. I am going to release a project, mm-hmm. um, and you guys will get the uh, cover art sometime this Ooh, year. Okay. So. <laughs> and is the project the album this year? This year, yeah. Okay, it's okay, gonna, okay. It's gonna okay. be this year. It was gonna be a. A four song EP, but I got so much to say, so it may be eight, it, it may be eight, six to eight songs. Okay. We'll see. That's a, that's a good chunk. Yeah, that's why I said I think it's a good solid, you yeah. know. Uh, so this one is. Uh, I'm actually going to show a little bit more of my soul side oh, okay. because you know I've always heard coming up, you know, when people hear my music, it's like it's so soulful. I mm. love it, you know, and I, I've always heard that. Mm. So I always tell people, you know, my genre is R&B, pop, hip hop. So because when you listen to my music, mm. that's what you're going to hear. Mm. So now I'm kind of going to show everybody my soul side. So okay. with this project, you're going to get uh, R&B soul, okay. neo soul. Mm-hmm hip-hop soul so okay. you'll hear some rap in it mm-hmm. uh you're gonna get pop soul and interesting uh, mm-hmm. so it's more of a soul album soul like album soul. yeah okay. so and there will be some dancing music i'm sure i do some music videos where nice. i'm dancing so <laughs> yeah i I'm, i remember i think it was like maybe a year and a half or, or a year ago mm-hmm. when you had released that video just like of y'all practicing you mm-hmm. and your um your, dancers, your dance yeah. dancers i was like wait hold up what <laughs> like because no one's doing that yeah so i thought that was just really cool and i was like okay so he's like like for real for real about this this so it it really kind of piques my interest on what you were doing so i was like okay so let me see what you know what kind of music or what he's all about so Mm -hmm. that was really cool um but we'll definitely talk about performing here in a second um but i want to ask when did you get into rapping when was the first time okay so uh in 2018 is when i was working on the experience um i was working i had a group of rappers under me so um i was sometimes um write ghostwrite for a couple of them Mm -hmm. also i'll sometimes like help them with lines or flows so, um, anytime they were struggling how to say something, I was like, I would say, well, say it like this. Dun, 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 dun. And they mm-hmm. looked at me like, hey, you want to rap? I'm like, no, no, I'm R&B. <laughs> you know, leave me alone. <laughs> so, um, just being around them okay. so much, I just finally said, you know what? I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it don't work, I tried. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, it was like a second language to me that came so uh i started releasing like little remix covers i did a uh, a fifi remix and i remember people went crazy over that mm-hmm. it was like whoa i didn't know you i said i didn't know either i was you know so it was 2018 and uh i kind of kept it discreet but I, I i wanted to let people know like yeah i do this too so 2018 was when you kind of yeah. started dabbling yeah that's when i dabbled mm-hmm. and then i guess 2019 you know i got more comfortable with it mm-hmm. so okay so um, with your with your music, because it sounds like you're very open to really all genres, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, do you do you feel like you are gonna dive into different you know different genres 
in your music in the future? Oh, most definitely, yeah. I know, because uh, my um, a choir teacher in um, high school, he he told me, he said, he said you, you have a voice that's very camouflaged with other genres. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you keep practicing and, you know, set your mind to it, you can do probably any genre. Nice. And when he told me that, I was like, hmm. Because at first I was like, I don't know if I can. I thought to myself, could I do a country song? At the time, <laughs> at the time it sounded ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But the older I got, I was like, hmm. I could probably do it. You know, yeah. but I got to ease into it, though. So that's why when I did the reggae song, mm. it was a challenge. But I had to spend days and time listening to nothing but reggae mm-hmm. and i had to listen to the styles i, mm-hmm. I listened to bob marley i listened to um forgot the name of the group they're called something diamond i forgot but uh i listened to a couple of other people mm-hmm. and um i was like yeah i think i can i can do this nice. so yeah nice. definitely use get more genres out of me cool well, i'm excited so just to kind of reiterate on on your project, so you have something coming up for this year, and it's gonna be very soul based, but mm-hmm. with a touch of like hip hop, R and B, and just neo soul. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, and I'm also gonna release some singles. Uh, some of the singles are, some of them may not be on the project, but some of them I'm, I'm gonna have like an alternative R and B type song. Okay. So that's something that's new. Okay. But when I made the beat, I said. It fits me. Now mm-hmm. I can do it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, when you hear somebody else do something, it's like, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. But when you understand how the sound works, mm-hmm. you incorporate it with your sound and your style. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I always tell artists, like, don't think, don't say you can't do something. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Because I'm giving you an example. Prince. At one while, he wasn't really into the whole rap thing. He never, you know, you know downed it or nothing. Mm-hmm. But when he uh, got with uh, Dougie Fresh and they had a jam session mm-hmm. his whole mindset on rap mm-hmm. changed and when mm-hmm. he got into the 90s he started incorporating rap with his sound oh. so it's like you can do it mm-hmm. it's just you have to find where it makes sense to you, to you. There you i go. gotcha there you okay go. okay and so if you were to collaborate with anyone in the industry who would it be Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um sorry um definitely pleasure p um, he he released the album last year and it was amazing. It was so good. He's about to release more music. I follow him, so he's mm-hmm. he's always been a great R and B artist. So definitely him. Definitely want to do a song with T Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, I'm gonna give you three more. Um, and then one honorable mention. Uh, definitely want to collab with Chris Brown, and I want us to do a music video where we're dance battling i know he's gonna beat me but uh, <laughs> i, I want to just look back at it and say i challenged chris brown to a dance i want to i want to gloat about it mm-hmm. so i know he's gonna beat me but i just want to gloat about it that hey you know nobody, nobody did that but uh um so yeah chris brown um um i think who else honestly rihanna like her sound over the years and her growth is amazing mm-hmm. and it's like i want to be i want to be seen with you where you are now not that i want to do it back in but it's like your growth is so mm-hmm. immaculate i feel like if i work with you you're going to elevate mm-hmm. me you know and number five um no beyonce 
So I'm going to tell you, Beyonce, I'd rather share a stage with her. Okay. I want to share the stage with her. If she come to me and say, hey, you want to do something? I'll be like, uh, yeah, duh. But I, I just feel like I'd rather share a stage with her because I feel like we'll bring the momentum, mm. especially with me dancing and the type of energy she bring. Mm. You bringing two different energies together. Wow. Mm-hmm. So... So that one, um, but my fifth one, uh, she, actually, she would have been an honorable mention. But the fifth <laughs> one, um, I would say, um, black. Okay. Yeah. Six lag. Six lag. Six lag. Black. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, I know we keep um, kind of going back to you know you as a performer. So I mm-hmm. definitely want to talk on that. Um, you know, you mentioned that you've been dancing for for quite a while, but mm-hmm. you recently started incorporating it with your with your music. And I think that first time that I saw you like perform live, like singing and dancing, was that Halton Theater show. Yeah, that that you were uh, performing. What was it called, Dan? It was um, gosh, it was something. It was like most wanted. Oh yeah, the Petty uh, Petty Murphy uh, most wanted uh, tour. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah. he was doing like a tour thing. Oh, so cool. yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it was awesome just seeing you, you know, do, seeing the transitions. Like, now talking to you about, mm-hmm. like, how you like to do those trans- transitions, it all makes sense. Because when I was watching you, I was like, wow, like, this is really cool how it leads into it. And it just is a whole show, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Um, do you feel like you've always been a performer? Or did you at any point have stage fright? I've always been a performer since I was a kid. Um a lot of the talent shows I did in elementary was me dancing on stage. Mm, okay. I tried to do singing and dancing the my first time in second grade with the first talent show in elementary, but I was too shy. Mm. And I never really sang in front of a huge crowd. So I kind of stepped away from the mic mm. and just danced. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I was shy. So I got comfortable dancing. And then I got to middle school and I you know, sung songs a cappella during mm-hmm. talent shows. And then my eighth grade year, I actually played the piano and sung at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that was, people didn't know I could play the piano. I kept that mm-hmm. a secret. I, I keep a lot of stuff I do a secret. I want people to be surprised. Oh, okay. I like the element of surprise. You're, you're just like Pat. He's the same way. He's like, I want to be unassuming. Yeah, so Pat gets it. So yeah, yeah. you know, when you're an artist and you're, when you're like that, it's like, I can't give them all. They got to uh-huh. they gotta see yeah. it, you know, because <laughs> you love the reaction. Yeah. So when you see the reaction, the reaction says it all. That's how he feels too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'd be just telling everyone everything I do. <laughs> Don't be making no secrets, love. A little bit. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, um, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna be real. I always have stage fright, mm, okay. but because I'm, I learned how to be a performer. I've had mentors teach mm, me. Okay. You know, it's okay to be nervous, mm. but don't let it control you. Mm. So before I go on stage, I'm, I'm backstage like. I'm shaking, I'm nervous, sweating. I'm like, oh my God. But the second they call my name, I walk out like all calm. Like, how's it going, everybody? So it's like, what you saw me backstage, I didn't bring you just it. just turned it on. I just yeah, turned it on. Turned on. And, so, and, and so once the music starts and I sing the first line, once I sing that first line, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can, nice, you know, so nice. everything goes out the window. Okay, nice. So yeah. And who, um, what or who would you say inspires you to do what you do, like as a performer? So, um... Uh, watching uh, my top five um, and a little bit my top ten too, uh, live performances. Okay. So I'm always trying to 
I'm always trying to uh, learn, mm-hmm. you know, more about performing. Like, okay, I've done this. I've seen Beyonce do it. I've seen Michael do it. I've seen Prince do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen Usher. I've seen Chris Brown do it. So I study. I study what they did, and it's like, okay, well, what can I do? like? I study some of their performances, and I'd be like, I think he could have did that. Mm-hmm. So I take mm-hmm. that. Uh, okay. I, I kind of just because I mean, to me, it's still great because right, right. only they can do it. I know I can, yeah. but I look at it like, okay, I feel like he could have did that. So let yeah. me let me do it. Gotcha. So it's almost like I'm bouncing like areas of opportunity. There you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So like. um you know, anytime I watch a Michael Prince or Beyonce performance, I can never find an area opportunity because it's like they're so great. But it's like everybody else I do, but mm-hmm. but I know it works for them because they they're their own performer in their uh-huh. own way. Mm-hmm. But I still love it because it's like it's so raw and it's so authentic. Mm-hmm. I love it so. So yeah, so that that's that's what inspires me. Just continuing watching live. And that's sometimes I watch the same live stuff wow. over and over wow. and over. So you're really, really like going in depth and doing research, basically, like yes. researching yeah. your industry. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I, Bruno yeah. Mars is in the top ten. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I forgot to add him. Okay. So yeah, Bruno Mars. <laughs> nice. So. Can you name your top five performances where you felt like, like you absolutely killed it? Like you're just like that was it. Top five. So. I perform so much, <laughs> <laughs> so so much. Uh, okay, okay, I got it. Um, my originally uh, theater first originally theater performance in mm-hmm. 2019, mm-hmm. and the reason why I'm gonna put that number one is because the girl that went on before me, mm-hmm. she was like a alternative rock. Mm-hmm. She had a big crowd, uh-huh. and I had a big crowd, mm-hmm. so we were all like, "She's killing it up there." Mm-hmm. I went on after her, mm-hmm. so it's like I gotta keep the energy going. Mm-hmm. When I when I did the first dance move mm-hmm. with dance break, mm-hmm. everybody said, "Oh my god, look at nice. so her fans, my fans, like the the whole room was just packed." I'm like, wow. I was on stage like, "Oh my god, they're really looking at me." Aww. So I said, "Go keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. like stay into it." So that's number nice. so yeah, so that's definitely number one. Um, number two. Um, I perform at the Hawthorne Theater so much. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't even think of which one is uh, the best one. Actually, I do. Uh, it was one that was called the uh, the Red Show or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, that would be number two because um, I got better at transitions in my song and dance mm-hmm. breaks. Mm-hmm. And then that was the beginning of 2020, and. Um, Going into 2021, my first show I did in February of 2021, that's when I brought my dancers with me for the first time ever. Oh, and nice. we we rehearsed like three, four months prior to, because mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to get this. Because mm-hmm. it, was, it was a lot of dance movement. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. So I told them, I said, you, you're going to dance with me, we're going to go to work. <laughs> I said, so hopefully you can stick by it. And mm-hmm. I love my dance. Shout out to Mr. Wow and Mr. Mr. Wazowski. Uh, um, they they were they were amazing. They, you know, they stood by me. You know, I, I'm always appreciate appreciate mm-hmm. them. So de- definitely that one and that that performance. Um, believe it or not, I had like an hour plus set wow. for the first time, and wow. I was afraid because I was like, "Am I ready for this?" Mm-hmm. But I, I was like, I prepped myself. Nice. So nice. I I know I can do it. That's number three. Number two was. Uh, same year, 2021. It was Juneteenth weekend. I did a show with a live band, and I never performed oh. with a live band wow. before. I did jam sessions with them, mm-hmm. but never 
with me. Mm-hmm. So that one, I was super, super, super nervous to the point I was literally sweating. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so nervous. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, why are you nervous? You're doing this, but I never did it with a band. Uh-huh. It's so different. Mm-hmm. So I went up, and then when, of course I went up there. I got I, after the first song, I I really got comfortable. Okay. And uh, I didn't plan on dancing on stage. I ended up dancing because oh, the, the band did like a little break, oh, and I cool. just you know started nice. going in. So I was like, yeah. And number five will be I did a show and it, it was a small setting but it was still a good one. It was um it was in Denton and that was the first time I went back to the whole you know play the next song play the next song because I wanted to get back into the intimate vibe. Mm-hmm. I've been doing so much dancing so much mm-hmm. all over the stage. So I said, let me learn how to be intimate. Mm-hmm. So I had a stool, sitting on the stool. Oh, I was okay. singing. And I, and I was nervous. I was around different people, different right. vibes. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think I'm gravitate to this. Mm-hmm. And I went back and saw this. And I was like, oh, my God, I did really good. Nice. You know what I mean? I even heard somebody in the background was like, okay, I hear you back there. You know oh. <laughs> so, um, and funny enough, uh, I actually had an anxiety attack on stage wow. but but it, it wasn't drastic it was mm-hmm. just like i was shaking uh-huh. while i was singing but i was kind of moving in a sense where you, you, i didn't want you to see i was nervous gotcha, gotcha. but in my head i'm on stage i'm like come on she's been doing this for so long why are you nervous <laughs> wow <laughs> so, that is so cool to, to hear that behind the scenes of a performing artist yeah, but so cool. i pulled through and i went back and saw it i was like oh i didn't look as nervous as i thought mm-hmm. but i know how i felt inside yeah. i was freaking out yeah so that's really great i i read a quote or i heard this quote somewhere where it's like if you don't feel scared then you're not alive like like those are the times where you feel the most alive is when mm-hmm. you're like the most scared and so it really shows that like you're really living right now <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah i actually heard that quote before too, yeah so that, that's really true what, um, so from the venues that, that you've mentioned, because I know you mentioned that you performed at a lot, mm-hmm. what's been your favorite venue to perform at? Like as far as, um, you know, the stage, the atmosphere, and like mm-hmm. maybe sound? The Rail Club. Okay. Where is that? Is that Dallas? Uh, Fort Worth, actually. Oh, it's, Fort Worth? It's, on, it's on the uh, west side off of uh, Altamir. Okay. It's kind of in a secluded, but once you, you'll see it once you get on that gotcha. street. You can't miss it. What, do, yeah. what do you like about it? Well, like what speaks out to you about that venue? Um... For one, the stage is amazing, so um, it's big enough. So when I, uh, you know, I did a I did an open mic performance there one time, mm-hmm. and I had talked to the venue manager, and he was amazed by my performance because I went up there and sung and danced by myself. Nice. And he said, "Hey man, I need you to do some shows here," and I did. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this was during when COVID was still mm-hmm. a little heavy, but it was kind of mm-hmm. lifting off a, yeah. a little bit, and. It was so good to the fact that, um, not saying I had a sold out show, but it was definitely a packed house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I did this. That's awesome. So, and I was proud of all the artists that came before mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, y'all, we did this. Aww. You guys worked hard. Like, mm-hmm. just go out there and just kill it. Just nice. kill it. So, because I know I was a nervous, but trying to direct everything, uh, produce everything. Right, right, so, but I, I love, I love this, I love their sound because it was, um, it was really good. Um, I'm, I'm gonna add another uh, venue, okay. uh, the Black Box in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did a virtual. Shout out to the Black Box. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to that. I did. I did a virtual show back in October mm-hmm. last year, okay. and um, Dakota's awesome too with like sound and and very... really just like connecting and um, connecting artists to that venue mm-hmm. and just really making sure that we're good. You know. Yeah, he great. he is really great. Yeah, he and 
he understands the artist, so that's right. that's what I love about yeah. him. So shout out to Black Box. Yeah, the and I, I've heard from other artists too. The sound there is just impeccable. It is. You know? Can you describe like your dream performance? What would that be? <laughs> dream performance. Okay. Okay. Here's the dream. I'm gonna give you the location. <laughs> okay. Yeah. House of Blues. Uh huh. The big stage. Uh huh. Uh huh. Not only do I have my band. But I have my dancers, mm-hmm. and my set is thirty minutes to an hour. But okay. of course, I'm, I'll break it down mm-hmm. by, you know, the quadrants. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just doing the full full shebang, mm-hmm. like you know, as if you were actually. I'm going to an Xavier Hicks concert, right. like industry style. Right, right. So that's like sixty dollar ticket. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's the dream mm-hmm. right there. So um, I really hope i can make that come true so yeah. i'm working hard to make it come true Definitely. i know there's still little stuff i gotta do to order to get to that but mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna go through the hoops and do whatever i gotta do yeah to get i mean through it. it's a very very feasible dream especially with all the hard work you've been putting in mm-hmm. i definitely see you getting to that maybe even something bigger than house of blues hey, you never know if it's bigger than the house of blues then that means i've lived the dream yeah, yeah. i'm living the dream <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you so much, you know, for sharing all of that with, with us today. Um, I think this is the first time you and I have actually, like, really sat down and had a conversation. Because I think we started just as kind of, like, just acquaintances on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and so, really, really great just getting to know you more and understanding your journey. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just so important to, to share, like, with the support, like you mentioned, you know, share our experiences and know that we can come to each other if we have any questions mm-hmm. so that we can all grow together. Of course. So before we close out, um, there are a couple more things I want to ask. Number one is what words of advice would you give to your younger self based on all your experiences? Ooh. Well, well my younger self even listened to me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, what sign are you, by the way? I'm a Pisces. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so you're a water sign. I'm a mm-hmm. cancer. Okay. Man. I was thinking you might have been Aries or something hard-headed, just based on, like, kind of how you... How, I, I, how I, I, yeah. I do have some stubborn ways, <laughs> I, I will say, uh, but, uh, you know, yeah. Pisces are kind of the more hard-headed sign of the water sign. We so are. I see that. We are. But... <laughs> Happy early birthday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My mom's a cancer, by the way, too. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. Nice. So, um, young, my younger self... Um, if I was talking to him, first I would start at the age of 15, 16. Okay. Because I went through like two different voice changes and I felt like I was just losing it. I would tell myself, trust the process, keep practicing. Just because you can't do it now doesn't mean you can't do it ever. Mm-hmm. That's why I would tell him, stick, stick with the journey. Mm-hmm. Keep practicing. Mm-hmm. And um, don't don't let nobody tell you how to do your art mm. because you live up here. Right, right. And I always live up here mm-hmm. with my art. So people don't know the ideas I come up with. So it's mm-hmm. like, don't don't let them put it in a box. Because I let a lot of people put a lot of what I did in a box right, instead of right. letting me be me. I feel that. I so, feel that, yeah. So I always felt like if I had that mindset then till now, mm-hmm. I would probably be further. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. You got to learn it no. sounds like you're definitely, um, I guess, based on your past experiences where people were trying to put you in a box and contain you. Um, it sounds like you're really working to 
um, discover yourself and really open yourself up to more you know like genres mm -hmm. and even just more styles and and being more open in general exactly so that's cool mm -hmm. so where can we find you on social media instagram xavier old soul mm -hmm. won't be hard to find you'll see my see the shirt right here in the live video mm -hmm. so <laughs> um uh, Facebook, Xavier Hicks. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, Xavier. Oh, yeah, I see you and Stacey doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. video. <laughs> I always like, I, I say to Pat all the time, whenever y'all post them on Facebook, mm -hmm. I'm like, look at this. I kind of want to do one. Like, I they're, keep telling him. They're fun. Like, you know, <laughs> and I always tell people when you get a TikTok, just find your niche in it. Oh, you know, yeah. don't try to do what everybody right, else is doing in the right. trend because then you're going to feel like, I'm not getting booze. No, yeah. just find your own niche. Yeah, just do it what yeah. feels fun to you. Yeah, because yeah, like me, I grew up watching in movies mm -hmm. and I know a lot of movie quotes oh, okay. so that's what I do oh, I reenact it in a way that I would do uh, it so yeah. <laughs> I paint the picture and I'm like this is how I would do it right you know I ain't this oh, Washington but this is how I would do it yeah <laughs> that's so funny so uh yeah so TikTok Xavier also Twitter I'm trying to get more active on it but you can still you know contact me there if you need or whatever mm -hmm. uh Xavier also as well YouTube Xavier also so there you go okay. And then, um, of course, all streaming platforms, Xavier Hicks. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, aside from the projects you've already mentioned that are coming up, are there any other like shows that you have coming up or projects that we should be on the lookout? Um, I would say just look out for more visuals. Visuals, and, okay. And so that's the focus. That's the focus mm -hmm. right now. Um, shows, um, I got some stuff in the works. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Like Pat. Like your own shows? Mm -hmm. Nice. Like Pat, I'm gonna keep it on the hush. Oh, okay. Nobody don't need Fine. to know. <laughs> Y'all keep your secrets. Yeah. You'll know when I know. There you go. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and then last question, just in case anyone out there that's listening or watching um wants to support, you know, your local artists, what's your cash app and Venmo? My cash app is old soul in the number twenty. So if you wanna bless me into you know, or mm -hmm. I have actually had merch. I ha I have these mm -hmm. shirts where this is a hoodie right now. Mm -hmm. I have on, but I have these in shirts at twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, I still got some. Tell me your size. You know, we'll go nice, from there. Nice, nice. Do you have a Venmo account as well? I don't have a Venmo. Oh, just just okay, cash out. Just cash out. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much again for for speaking with me today. It's been such a huge pleasure. Um, so for those of y'all out there listening, please go follow Xavier and his work on his social media, and of course, stream his music. And be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to tape this podcast on all streaming platforms. And stay tuned for the next episode in February with Susha Lancaster. Yeah. And as always, y'all, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye.